Welcome to this episode of WikiWalks, a short podcast devoted to some of the more intriguing and, huh, who knew, articles that you can run across in the weird world of Wikipedia. I'm your host, Chris Grismer. Well, it's good to be back. I've missed you guys. Today, let's learn about a little thing called Operation Babylift. It sounds great, but it's uh, mostly tragic. In 1975, the Vietnam War was coming to an end, and South Vietnam was on the verge of collapse. The atmosphere was chaotic, and people feared for their lives and the lives of their children. This resulted in many families deciding to give their children up for adoption. Hoping this would provide them an opportunity for a better life, in a race against time, President Gerald Ford initiated a humanitarian effort called Operation Babylift. The United States undertook this operation just weeks before the fall of Saigon, supposedly all orphaned. They were slated to be adopted out to waiting U.S. families. Over 2,500 children were brought stateside on flights, manned by volunteers, outnumbered by infants. Just tons of babies. Three processing centers were quickly formed at military outposts on the West Coast, two in California and one in Washington, where children were received before being placed with families throughout the country. Doubts about some of the children's orphanhood would bubble to the surface pretty much immediately, but before such questions could even be posed, those tasked with manning the operation had to grapple with an incredible logistical problem, quickly transporting and caring for thousands of infants during a time of just complete pandemonium. Those who accompanied children on flights, including commercial flight attendants who were recruited or volunteered, used the materials on hand to turn planes into makeshift airborne nurseries. One flight attendant told NPR that she and others lined the floor of their plane with blankets for babies and secured others with cargo nets. Another Pan Am flight attendant recalled stashing babies in cardboard bassinets both on and underneath the seat. During the flight, she dodged midget bodies crawling in the aisles, as she put it, and checked babies with flashlights. We constantly peeked into bassinets to make sure each baby was still breathing. I froze as I flashed my light on each little back, waiting for what seemed like hours to see a ribcage move with the breath of life. When we got to the airport, I helped carry babies onto the plane, a 747 charter, and strapped them into their seats. There were no baby carriers, so we just had to use seat belts tightened around the babies. There were so many babies that there was no place for me to sit. Before takeoff, the flight attendant told me that if there was a crash, I was to get off the plane first and she would toss babies to me. Catastrophe was unfortunately fresh on everyone's minds because the very first scheduled flight of Operation Babylift crash-landed on April 4th, killing 138 people, including 78 children. Once arriving in the United States, the planes would be met by medical teams who treated babies at the airport for a series of illnesses, from severe dehydration to chickenpox. The most serious were rushed to the hospital. As soon as they were recovered, the children would go to one of those three processing centers before being sent to a waiting adoptive family. Many private jet owners volunteered their planes to help with the effort, including Playboy Bunny publisher Hugh Hefner. Around 2,000 of the children went to the U.S., while others went to Australia, Canada, and Europe. The last plane load left Vietnam on April 29, 1975, the day before Saigon surrendered to the North Vietnamese Communist forces. 
Some criticized the baby lift operation, questioning whether the children involved were really all orphans or had just been separated from their families or given up in a desperate bid to get them out of the war-torn country. To this day, many of those infants are still trying to find the birth families they were separated from in the chaos of the evacuation. And there were uncountable numbers of missing people in Vietnam, said Wen Uyen, a TV show presenter based in Ho Chi Minh City. Almost every family in this country has suffered some kind of separation, with at least one person missing, said Uyen. She hosts a hit show called As If There Were No Separation, which tries to reunite families separated by war. In the eight years they've been on the air, they've received 70,000 inquiries, from American GIs seeking long-lost girlfriends to Vietnamese families hunting for children taken from them during the war. The show has helped thousands of people to find their relatives. Michael Howe was the president of the Bay Area Health Planning Council and volunteer coordinator at the San Francisco's Presidio Army Base, where half the babies passed through on their way to adoption. He described the chaos that unfurled, hallways lined with mattresses or even just blankets for the babies, with no real leadership or direction. In one or two cases, volunteers had to prevent families who had been promised a child for adoption and turned up at the base, and they tried to steal the babies and run away. He also described his creeping fears that not all the orphans they were caring for and preparing for adoption were truly without family. There were unquestionably children in the airlift who are true orphans, but I talked to a number of children who said they weren't orphans and they had a family. Today, the question of whether the operation was a success or failure still remains. Many lives may have indeed been saved by the evacuation, but it has also brought several lawsuits from the Operation Babylift children against the U.S. government, while many are still seeking the family they lost more than 40 years ago.